I think the government is trying to keep businesses safe, but sometimes you wonder why it takes so long to get that thundercoat out of wherever it's hiding and onto uh, the individual, if we can use that analogy. In this case, why did it take so long for our premier, Doug Ford, um, to announce a ban on commercial evictions? This has been tossed about for a while now during this pandemic. We're, what, three months in? And there are small businesses, medium businesses that are in dire straits right now. And on Monday, our premier, Doug Ford, announced the ban on commercial evictions. Now, this applies to small businesses and medium businesses. You have to qualify for the Canadian Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance Program. And your revenue, in order to qualify, had to drop at least 70% due to the pandemic. And the ban is retroactive to June 3rd, but extends on August 31st. And some business owners say that the pace of comeback doesn't even appear to be factoring into the decisions. Julie Kwasinski is Director of Provincial Affairs at the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, and she joins the show. Julie, good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Kelly. My pleasure to be here today. So has the provincial government been short-sighted on this side and this part of the COVID plan? Uh, I think that's a really loaded question. So if you'll allow me some latitude, I'll answer that in a, in a couple of uh, sentences. So first of all, CFIB, we're the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. We represent 42,000 small and medium-sized businesses across Ontario in every sector imaginable. And as an organization, we have been fighting not only in Ontario, but across Canada for a commercial evictions ban since this pandemic broke out. So obviously, we would have liked to have seen it come sooner, but we are thankful that in the very least, June has been fixed because you're not going to see any evictions in June, even though the legislation hasn't yet passed, Kelly. The fact Mm. of the matter is it's out there and it's retroactive. So if and when it passes and the government has a majority and the parties in the legislature seems to be in support of it, so that shouldn't be an issue, um, at least tenants are protected. So if you're evicted between June 3rd, if anybody tries to do it, and when the legislation is passed, then that will have to be reversed. So we're thankful that June is covered, we're thankful July is covered, and we're thankful August is covered. And, I mean, you look at other provinces, unfortunately, BC's ban is only in place for June. So, relatively speaking, we're better off than some of the other provinces out there. And um, we're going to keep fighting for small business, Kelly. There are a number of programs, and I highly encourage any business owner out there to call us, one eight 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 two three four two two three two, and if you want a review of what programs are available to you as a business owner to help you get back on your feet, we'll let you know. And even then, programs like the Canada Emergency Business Account and the wage subsidy, we keep fighting for changes to those too, so that more people get included, more businesses. So, so that landlords are continue. Yeah, landlords are calling this an overreach. One compared an eviction ban to a banana republic, and they think that business owners should be able to renegotiate or negotiate deals with their landlords. How realistic is that in this climate? I mean, uh, one landlord said, look, because just because their business is in pain, why do I have to accept some of that pain? You know, 
I totally agree with you, and we have landlords as members as well. Couple scenarios here. For the listeners out there who aren't familiar with how this rent program works, in a nutshell, you're asking the landlord to forgo 25% rent. And it's really complicated. So then the 75%, the landlord gets 50% from the federal and provincial governments, 25% from the small business tenant, which can be forgiven or deferred. So on top of that, you're asking the landlord not only to forego 25% rent, you're asking them to go on this website to register and it's a total horror story with red tape. We had one landlord tell us he was on hold for four hours to verify his login information. Another uh. landlord told us he can only register 10 tenants at a time and then has to go back in. So should yes, we have done it? Should we have done it a different way? I mean, should the government have given the, uh, allowed the, the, um, renter, the business to apply? for that uh, rent um, help, rent subsidy, and then allow them to pay the landlord? I have one word to say to that, Kelly. Bingo. You you hit the nail on the head with that. That's one of the things we've been advocating to governments too. Give the small business tenant access to that 50%, and then they can then pay the landlord with it. Or in the very, very least, like you mentioned yourself in the intro, the 70% revenue loss threshold is way too high. I mean, look at other programs Mm -hmm. like the weight subsidy. The revenue loss threshold for that one is 30%. Let me ask you this. Isn't it a bit naive of the government to think that by the end of August, businesses will be back on track to be able to pay pay their bills um, and, and their rent being a massive part of that bill? Um, you know, some of the phase two isn't even allowing some businesses to get back to work. So how are they going to survive? Very valid point. And I think what I really need to point out here, in fairness to governments out there, their hearts are in the right place. They're trying. There is no book that says, helping me recover from a pandemic 101. There's no playbook for this. They're doing their best, and they rely on stakeholder groups like us to try to give them feedback from our membership. So we survey our members every week. We get the pulse of the small business nation, pass that on to governments, and we've seen that that's been effective. We've seen changes to federal government programs. And again, people will tell you government moves slowly. I've never seen governments move so quickly. You have oh, yeah, but, you know, they're moving. Now they're just trying to operate at a different pace. They're, it seems like uh, it's, although, as you say, their hearts are in the right place, a lot of the things fall through the cracks, and you know, some of these decisions might not be as well thought out as is necessary because we're talking about people's lives here. I just want to ask you very quickly, because I I don't have a ton of time with you, but I'm interested in something you brought up. And that was the fact that you survey your members, uh, I believe you said weekly to find out a pulse on where businesses are. So what have you learned about the plight of businesses and the health right now recently in this pandemic? 
Well, right now in Ontario, in Ontario, 37% of businesses are open, but only 12% have sales that are back to normal. So we're going to keep fighting. Yes, everything you said was true about how governments need to realize that businesses can't get back that quickly. That's why we're going to keep fighting to make sure that no small business falls through the cracks. That if August isn't enough, then we'll fight to have that extended. Um, where everybody's flying by the seat of their pants here, but mm-hmm. we never forget that if the small business owner needs something, we're here to fight for them, whatever that may be. And our job is to put forward their positions to government. And that's what we're going to continue to do so that no small business falls through the cracks.